The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Conscious Evolution Radio with your host, Ann Gelsheimer. We are entering higher levels of consciousness with both old and new spiritual technologies to help us be the people we've always dreamed of being. We can make the choice to evolve in consciousness and become the change the world needs today. Now, here is Ann Gelsheimer. Hello, and welcome to Conscious Evolution Radio. This is your host, Ann Gelsheimer, and this is my final show with Voice America, at least for a while. It's been a wonderful year for me as a new host with Voice America. My guests have included teachers, politicians, activists, shamans, and musicians, each one contributing ideas and practices that can help expand and lift the consciousness of humanity, which has been my goal in developing this radio show. Conscious Evolution Radio will continue in a new form, So please continue to check the show's YouTube channel and website for what is coming next. In tonight's program, though, I'd like to share some of the ideas that have impressed me the most over the course of this last year, as well as share some highlights from the wonderful conference that I just attended in Lachlan, Nevada. When I decided to create this radio program, I wanted to bring forward the work and ideas of people who had greatly inspired me over the past number of years in my own development and in my work teaching and coaching others in the areas of consciousness and spirituality. One of the most important discoveries for me in the last number of years was the presence of credible witness testimony provided by well-credentialed professionals in the military, intelligence agencies, aviation, aerospace, and research organizations as well as from ordinary people from around the world. This testimony focused on the extraterrestrial visitation that has been occurring on this planet within our own lifetimes, and probably has been occurring for a very long time. For anyone who's not aware of this powerful testimony, I recommend a visit to YouTube to check out the Disclosure Project from 2001, the Citizens' Hearings on Disclosure, and my own interviews with the Honorable Paul Hellyer, Stephen Bassett, Paula Harris, Enrique Villanueva, and Dr. Stephen Greer. There is such an abundance of information available to indicate the presence of ET civilizations visiting Earth that it is shocking to me that this topic is still so widely mocked by many people, particularly by the media. Which brings us to the dark side of this hugely important topic, an examination of the reasons why official government disclosure has not occurred and why credible witnesses such as astronaut Gordon Cooper and military men such as John Burroughs and Jim Penniston are not more widely believed 
when they describe the ET craft and beings that they have observed during their military service. As Paul Hellyer and others have explained so clearly, the advanced technologies that we have obtained from crashed extraterrestrial crafts are threatening to the powerful interests of those who have so much invested in the fossil fuel industry. The extraterrestrial technologies that have been back-engineered by highly secretive projects offer powerful, plentiful green energy alternatives that could immediately collapse the fossil fuel industry. These same energy technologies could equalize power around the planet as energy would become readily and cheaply accessible to every human being. With even just those few ideas in mind, it begins to become apparent why some wealthy individuals and corporations would not want those technologies brought forward, at least until their own business interest in fossil fuels has been mined to the very last drop of oil and gas. For me, it has been shocking to realize that the consensual or shared reality that I was raised to accept is actually a kind of managed reality that contains significant and deliberate distortions of the truth with respect to who we are in the universe, what our technological advances have been, and even what our options are for helping the environment to recover from the impact of human industrialization and voracious consumerism. If you don't believe that major governments could or would withhold important truths from the public, or even deliberately lie about them, then you've forgotten about the frequently referenced weapons of mass destruction that justified the invasion of Iraq. Or perhaps you've forgotten about the various medical experiments secretly performed on unsuspecting members of the public. Or the successful conspiracy to quietly bring known Nazi scientists to America because they possessed information that might be useful to the U.S. military. What I have come to understand is that the human species is a young species relative to the advanced extraterrestrial races that are visiting this planet and who may have even been working with this planet long before humans appeared here. We are part of a galactic family of intelligent life that exists across planets, galaxies, universes, and likely even across dimensions. And that one marker or indicator of maturity within a species is the reverence or respect that species shows to all forms of life. What I have also come to understand is that there are beneficial technologies that are not being shared with humanity as a whole. Green energy technologies, advanced medical technologies, even brain-enhancing or consciousness-enhancing technologies that are being retained and used by a select few humans, relatively speaking, which is actually a theft from the rest of humanity and a callous disregard for our collective responsibility to clean up the mess that we've made as a species on this planet. Despite the deliberate suppression of the truth that we are only one of countless intelligent species in the universe, or universes, plural, many individuals continue to have contact experiences with extraterrestrials in many different ways.
Some individuals describe frightening experiences, and some describe very beautiful and peaceful experiences. I've had the privilege of talking to several people who have had first-hand direct encounters with extraterrestrial beings here on this earth. For example, Enrique Villanueva, in my very first interview, described the appearance of an ET being in his room as he was meditating. And then again, several years later, he experienced uh, another sighting at Mount Shasta in California. I've also talked to Paula Harris, who shared with us her experience of meeting Anne Terrell, an ET being from another place, I'm not sure how far away. Uh, she met him at, also at Mount Shasta in California not long ago. And then there was my interview with Helen Luttrell, who described her encounter many years ago with a young woman who appeared to be partially E.T. and partially human. And she tells that fascinating story in our two-part interview. But even those who had frightening experiences initially often come around to recognizing the gifts they received from those experiences with extraterrestrials as well as the profound purpose behind those encounters with ETs. If you're curious about that, then please listen to my interview with Mary Rodwell, who has worked with thousands of ET experiencers over the decades. She explained that there are many gifts that come from these experiences, including heightened psychic sensitivities, uh, a heightened awareness and concern for the planet, and often a sense of mission or purpose that individuals recognize as probably having brought in from the soul state before they were born, and uh, agreements that they've made with ETs before they were born to do this work of contact in this world at this time. When I was at the Starworks USA conference in Nevada just last weekend, I also had a chance to listen to Barbara Lamb, who was running the experiencer groups there at the weekend. And many different people shared their experiences of being in contact with extraterrestrials from the time they were little, sometimes intergenerationally. Uh, you know, their parents had those experiences, they had them, and their children are now having them. And Barbara Lamb also reflected that people who've had these experiences, however frightening they may have been initially, just basically because they're startling and as human beings we don't necessarily understand at first what's going on, over time people come to appreciate the value and the learning that they have experienced as a result of these encounters. I can say from my own encounters with extraterrestrial presences that were a result of my trainings with Dr. Stephen Greer and uh, assisting him, I guess over the course of about five trainings, these encounters were incredibly peaceful, uh, very, very beautiful. And we talk a little bit about that in the interview I, I did with Stephen Greer, uh, where we talk about what it's like to make contact in the field and how this also happens. Another experience I haven't shared uh, publicly, but after one of our contact trainings, actually my very first one in Mount Shasta with Dr. Stephen Greer, I had a close encounter in a hotel room. And I'll just explain briefly what happened, because it was very interesting for me. I had practiced the uh, contact protocols just before sleep, 
And knowing that we often do make contact during the night, sometimes in our sleep, sometimes when we wake up in the middle of the night, I had invited that contact uh, before I fell asleep. And I was sitting in a hotel room in Phoenix, Arizona. I was deeply tired from a week of uh, staying up very late to do the uh, contact work in the field at Mount Shasta. And so when I did the contact protocols, I felt like I was barely awake, but I was very sincere and I did invite extraterrestrial contact through the night if any of the beings I'd made contact with through the first week of training with Dr. Stephen Greer actually wanted to come back and do that with me. I fell deeply asleep and in the middle of the night, I suddenly felt three little taps on my left hip. So visualize me lying on my right side, and three gentle little taps on my left hip woke me up. And what I saw above my bed was just amazing, something I've actually never seen since and don't recall seeing before. But what I saw were three blue orbs of light, very large, arranged in a triangle pattern, immediately above where I was lying in the bed. And this was so startling for me that I was actually very scared. Even though there was no threat involved, the whole experience was you know, quite beautiful when I look back on it. But I was coming out of a deep sleep and I was very startled and very frightened. And when I closed my eyes trying to compose myself and then open my eyes again, the orbs had disappeared. Now, Dr. Stephen Greer has often taught us that the ETs don't like to frighten us, and I suspect uh, my intense fear reaction, or startle reaction, um, was enough to cause them to withdraw, and I really regret that. You know, I've come to understand that as human beings, we have this uh, reptilian part of our brain. It's you know, the hindbrain that really ensures our survival. It includes our startle reflex and our, our fight-to-flight reflex. And that's what kicks in when we see something that we've never experienced before. We don't know if it's a threat to our, our survival. And so that's what happened to me coming out of the sleep, seeing this incredible... Uh, experience you know, these, of these blue orbs above my body in the bed. In a minute or two, I actually calmed down, and I was so sorry that I couldn't, I couldn't uh, invite the ETs to come back, uh, but that moment was over. Uh, but I've now understood, and when I'm, I do contact work, um, certainly you know at home alone, or which I do do out on my property or at night, I always explain to the ETs, please don't worry if I'm frightened initially. It'll pass. That's just sort of a natural part of being a human being. If we can just ride through the initial fear reaction that we feel, something marvelous, something wonderful opens up. And that's been my experience of doing contact with extraterrestrials as a, as a result of my training with Stephen Greer. Now we're going to be going to break shortly, but what I'd like to do is share some of the beautiful music of Andrea Fisher. Uh, Andrea is an extremely talented musician. I have interviewed her a couple of times on the show, but I'd like to share more of her music with you. Andrea writes um, from a beautiful place of love and acceptance, and she has had her own star being encounters over the course of her lifetime. So the first song I would like to share with you uh, from her album, Divine Evolution, is the song Star Child. 
So please enjoy this song by Andrea Fisher, and we will be right back after our commercial break. This is Ann Gelsheimer on Conscious Evolution Radio. You can see her in the light of the day. She will come to you with open eyes. You will find her in the dark of the moon. She will speak to you, remind you of the stars. There's a star child who with you walks beside you night and day she will guide you through the dark bringing peace to your heart
Ask Theo Live, Channels to a New Reality. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live, channels to a new reality, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Could you be the next legendary leader? That question hinges on your courage and willingness to change. Join Maria Danley every week for Legendary Leaders, answering the higher calling. Be inspired by stories and legend and listen to legendary guests along with live channeling to help you answer your higher calling and become the legendary leader you are destined to be. The world is waiting for you. Step up and join the wave. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Quantum Leaps in Healing with host Carrie Jahan will help you to explore powerful healing modalities that can change your vibration and enhance all aspects of personal health. Each week, the show will dive into a unique and transformative modality that works with multidimensional energies. The result is an incredible transformation of your life. Quantum Leaps in Healing can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave. You are tuned in to Conscious Evolution Radio, and we love to hear from you. Please send any questions or comments about the show via email to Conscious Evolution Radio at gmail.com. Again, that's Conscious Evolution Radio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, and welcome back to Conscious Evolution Radio. This is Ann Gelsheimer, and we have been talking about some of the important things I've learned over the course of this first year doing the show, Conscious Evolution Radio. In particular, um, I've been so impressed with the amount of both knowledge that's out there by experts uh, regarding extraterrestrial contact and also equally dismayed as well as impressed by the amount of deception that's out there. In my opinion, the truth of who we are as a species newly emerging into an awareness of our place within a galactic and even interdimensional family of intelligent species is a critical piece of information. This profound truth, when it's finally widely accepted, will greatly impact the development of human cultures, politics, education, technology, spirituality, and every other aspect of human life that we can imagine. It will also require us to take responsibility for our consciousness and our capacity to move beyond our current focus on physical perception. There is every indication that the technologies operated by extraterrestrial beings actually interface with their consciousness. The development of our understanding of consciousness, what we are capable of as a species, and how to expand and raise our collective consciousness for the benefit of all forms of life impacted by our species, 
is in my opinion our next essential evolutionary leap or shift. Over the course of this last year, I've had the privilege to talk to many different people who had multiple near-death experiences, um, psychic awakenings, people who had gifts of mediumship, and uh, many other different kinds of perceptions. Now I'm thinking of the uh, shamans that I've had on the, sh on the show who've explained to us the importance of learning to shift our awareness or shift our consciousness in order to open up to the greater reality around us. You know, when we work just from the five sensory awareness, you know, we see a beautiful world and, and beautiful forms of life on this planet, but there's so much more. As soon as we're able to move beyond that limited light spectrum that we're able to take in with our eyes and the limited amount of sound we're able to hear with our ears, there is, there are vast universes opening up to us and uh, many different forms of beings, uh, different uh, kinds of experiences and relationships we can have with those beings. And this is very well uh, re respected and described by shamans of many different cultures. One of the benefits that has uh, become clear to me in allowing myself to open up to those experiences through shamanic training and other forms of training that I've done is the world becomes a much more magical place in the best sense of that word. It becomes a place where everything is clearly interconnected, where we have relationships not only with animals and people, but with all forms of life, whether it's trees or uh, plants or rocks or the water or the different elements themselves. We are in a profound relationship with all aspects of life that surround us. And even beyond the physical realm, we are in profound relationship with beings and uh, forces, if you like, that are beyond our physical perception. Now, many religions describe that, whether we talk about God or we talk about our Buddha nature or uh, what, you know, angels. Religions talk about these experiences that are beyond our five physical senses, and yet when it comes to our science, we are so unable to measure those experiences that they tend not to be respected or even uh, discussed within, within scientific circles. My own field of profession is psychology. I practice in the areas of clinical and school psychology. And I know that many people are having profound experiences that are outside the ordinary five sensory realm, and they're not crazy. You know, that's what we you know, have been taught to think in, sometimes in the profession, but certainly widely in the culture, that if people are having experiences that they're receiving through senses other than their five ordinary senses, that perhaps they're unbalanced or they're, you know, they're losing their minds. But that's not the case necessarily. I mean, certainly there may be some people who are ungrounded and having experiences that are interfering with the quality of their lives. But there are also many, many more who are having experiences of perhaps uh, relatives who've passed away 
and have come back and offer great consolation in having these experiences, knowing that the person that they loved is actually fine, has gone on to a non-physical realm of existence, but is doing very well and uh, will be there for them to see again one day when, when we pass out of our physical bodies as well. This kind of non-ordinary or non-five-sensory experience is so important uh, in our evolution as a species that we begin to own that for ourselves, that we have this capacity to be not only in the world in a physical manner and analyze it in a physical manner, but we can have these kinds of experiences that are profoundly spiritual and very deeply meaningful and that that's part of being a healthy human being. There are certainly pioneers uh, in the area of science uh, as applied to researching these kinds of experiences. And so I give a lot of credit to people like Dr. Gary Schwartz, um, also PMH Atwater, who's been on my show. These people, and, and of course there are many more, have attempted to document and carefully examine. And in the case of Dr. Gary Schwartz, he has, ex he has created uh, double-blind and triple-blind experiments to test uh, people's abilities as mediums, as psychics, and to demonstrate that, in fact, they were far above the level of chance in their accuracy in terms of what they were able to perceive using non-ordinary senses, non-physical senses. Now you may be asking, what does uh, being a medium or having psychic awareness or uh, near-death experiences or experiences of people who have crossed over, what does all of that have to do with encounters with extraterrestrials? Well, what it all has in common is experiences through consciousness with other forms of life or other intelligences. And this is what actually prepared me to be able to open my mind and my senses, if you will, to contact with extraterrestrials. When you start realizing that we are actually empathic beings, telepathic beings, beings who can receive information from a distance, it's not a very large step then to begin to imagine being able to share information and experiences with beings who are primarily telepathic, such as the extraterrestrials who visit this planet are known to be, and to exchange information and get to know them using senses beyond just our five physical senses. I have always loved uh, discussions and opportunities to explore expanded consciousness. That's drawn me into all kinds of different uh, trainings, whether it's shamanism or energy healing or Tibetan Buddhism. I'm always curious about what we're able to perceive when we expand our well, give ourselves permission, really, to go outside of our ordinary senses or perceptions. And so it was with great pleasure that I attended a conference last weekend uh, in Nevada that was focused on both contact with extraterrestrials and consciousness, or the expansion of consciousness. In the final segment of this program, I'd like to share with you some of the interesting information that I obtained at that conference, which was the conference organized by Paula Harris as part of the Starworks USA series. 
But first, we're going to go to break, and uh, before we do that, I would like to share another song with you from Andrea Fisher. This is her song called Two Worlds. So this is Anne Gelsheimer on Conscious Evolution Radio, and we will be right back. Uh, really, really interesting information that I gathered. If it's freedom you want, let go of the tyrant. You'll find him around Corner living finer Don't give him a dime He'll look you up and down He'll say, watch out for that man He runs with the devil
spiritual spelunking? Why tending to our inner garden? Why devoting time to inner being when so much external doing calls upon us? An Indian sage put it wisely, your own self-realization is the greatest service you can render the world. Join host Jeel Asselin as he serves as both guide and companion on the journey within. Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us can be heard every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Inside Out is the voice of the inner revolution. Join host Beth Green and co-host James Maynard for a weekly program empowering humanity to change. We heal traumas getting in our way, see ourselves more clearly, overthrow stale and destructive personal and social traditions, Explore a new, liberating spirituality. Meet guests who are challenging old ways and join up with others who are changing themselves and our world. Listen for Inside Out, live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. tuned in to Conscious Evolution Radio, and we love to hear from you. Please send any questions or comments about the show via email to ConsciousEvolutionRadio at gmail.com. Again, that's ConsciousEvolutionRadio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, and welcome back to Conscious Evolution Radio. So in this final segment of this program, what I'd like to do is share the experiences I had over the weekend of November 13th to 15th when I attended the second annual conference organized by Paula Harris as part of the Starworks USA series. This wonderful conference was entitled UFOs, Technology and Consciousness, Our Place in the Universe. And I believe it's the only UFO or ET-related conference that has an emphasis on consciousness. Paula chose a fascinating range of speakers to address critical aspects of those topics, including Luis Fernando from Bolivia, who has actually had documented contact with extraterrestrials down in South America for many years. And we also heard from Nick Pope, uh, 
who used to run the British government's UFO project at the Ministry of Defense. Nick walked us through his uh, new book, Encounter in Rendlesham Forest, the inside story of the world's best-documented UFO incident, and he explained uh, the profound encounter that the military had in the UK when a craft actually landed near one of the Air Force bases there. We also heard from Daniel Sheehan, who's a Harvard-trained lawyer and who also served as the general counsel to the UFO Disclosure Project, as well as serving as the attorney for Dr. John Mack, who was the chair of the Department of Clinical Psychology at Harvard Medical School. Dr. Mack was challenged by his colleagues after he published his controversial book, Abduction, Human Encounters with Aliens, in 1994, and Dan Sheehan actually represented him very successfully in responding to the uh, protests by uh, Dr. Mack's colleagues. Dan Sheehan is now involved in the establishment of a new institute at Berkeley called the New Paradigm Institute. And this institute is there to begin to address the important philosophical and theological questions that arise as a result of our contact with extraterrestrials, and also to address the public policy questions that are very practical and necessary as a result of our contact. During the conference, we also heard from Gerard Artson, who talked about the changing picture of ETs that has emerged over time due to disinformation and the attempt to manage the public view of extraterrestrials. I particularly appreciated uh, Gerard's presentation because he emphasized the, uh, the, the importance of service within this topic. He explained that being of service is almost synonymous with the evolution of any given species. And even though through our own evolution to date we've, we've attained a, a heightened sense of individuality, we now need to go beyond that to look at how that actually could destroy us if we, if we don't mature past us and how important it is for us to become of service to one another as well as of service to the planet and any other life forms that are visiting us. We will be able to do this when we begin to realize that we are one human race and all human beings on this planet need to be cared for. They need food, they need shelter, they need medicine, they need education. And so when we appreciate the value of every single being on this planet, we begin to operate as a species that is more evolved and uh, we begin to create a, a new future that's much, much brighter for humanity, as well as for the planet. We also heard from Stephen Bassett, who shared the possibilities for official government disclosure that are offered, offered by the current presidential election in 2016. And we heard from Adam Curry, who shared his own research into technology that interfaces with consciousness. This was quite interesting. Um, Adam shared uh, a research project that he had been a part of where he created these uh, uh, cones that were placed in public places. So the cones were large enough for human beings to stand in. And so individuals were invited to go stand inside these cones 
and then to think of a color, any color at all. And just by thinking of whatever color it was, the cone itself would change in color to match the color that the person was thinking about. And as you can imagine, this drew a huge amount of interest and fascination, and people were lined up well down the block in the city where this was placed uh, so that they could experience one of the um, most, uh, the, one of the newest examples of technology that interfaces with human consciousness. On Saturday night, we were uh, given the opportunity to see Paul David's new movie entitled Marilyn Monroe Declassified, which was a fascinating exploration of Marilyn's death, the evidence that suggested murder, and also outlined many reasons why she was dangerous to powerful people, including her knowledge of extraterrestrial visitation from her privileged conversations with JFK. We heard from Rebecca Hardcastle-Wright, who shared her analysis of the sources of information about extraterrestrial contact, as well as calling for a new approach based on the accounts of experiencers, in addition to the existing accounts from military and intelligence insiders. She explained that the exoconscious human being identifies with their extraterrestrial connections. They develop enhanced psychic abilities, travel interdimensionally, and view humans as a cosmic race. These exoconscious individuals have much in common with humans who are naturally psychic or receive information from beyond their five physical senses, such as mediums, near-death experiencers, and shamans. Throughout the conference, we return to the understanding that our evolution as a species requires that we learn to view all humans as members of one species. How can we enter into respectful and peaceful relationships with advanced ET races when we do not provide all humans with even the most basic human rights, such as good food, safe shelter, necessary medical care, and higher education? In just a few words here, I've not been able to describe all the presenters and all the important ideas and information they shared, but I do strongly encourage you to attend the Starworks USA conference in November 2016. Paula Harris is one of the most knowledgeable and respected people in the field of extraterrestrial contact due to her work as an investigative reporter interviewing key witnesses and experiencers from around the world. She brings an international perspective to the conference through her choice of speakers from various countries, which enriches our understanding of what's going on between humans and extraterrestrials around the planet. It is fascinating to see how the topic is handled across various countries and their respective media outlets, as well as to note the type of contact that is occurring in various parts of the world. Although there is a lot of disinformation, and also attempts to manage the release of information to serve specific agendas, I strongly believe that exploring contact experiences between humans and extraterrestrial beings is crucial to our development as a species. It is particularly important for our youth and our young adults to engage in this research and study, as this ongoing human ET contact is changing their future in ways beyond our current ability to imagine. 
And these young people want to know about this information. After the conference, I was in Sedona for a few days, where I met two young people who were very interested in what I could share from the conference and about this topic in general. These two people, named Paige and Wyatt, were asking themselves many important questions about life and the future of humanity, and they were so interested in our developing relationship with extraterrestrial races. Later, as I was thinking about Paige and Wyatt, as well as the many other young people who might really long to learn more about our emerging identity as galactic or cosmic human beings, I then spoke to Paula Harris about how we could offer three scholarships to make it easier for a few youth or young adults to attend the StarWorks USA conference in 2016. Through a donation from this program, Conscious Evolution Radio, we will be offering three scholarships to help make attendance at the StarWorks USA conference in 2016 possible for three people aged 25 years or younger. We'll be offering a contest over the course of the next year to figure out who to award these scholarships to. And there'll be enough money to cover both the cost of the registration for these young people as well as some of the expenses. So, if you are one of those young people, either a teenager or a young adult, and you're passionate about this important area of study, then please watch for how you can apply to win one of these three scholarships to help you attend the StarWorks USA conference in November 2016. And if you're a more mature person like myself, perhaps you know of somebody, uh, could be from any country of the world, who is young and interested and passionate about our future as human beings and sees this contact with extraterrestrials as a very important part of our future and as our uh, an important part of our evolution of, as spiritual beings. So please uh, feel free to refer people. You can contact me through my website, Conscious Evolution Radio, and you can also check out uh, new information and new details both on the website and on my YouTube channel. Finally, in closing, I want to thank all my wonderful guests who've been on this program since November 2014. It's been a privilege to interview them and to help bring forward their insights into who we are as spiritual beings and what our potential is to evolve and help the human species as a whole. Thank you also to Voice America for offering me the opportunity to freely create a program that means so much to me, and thank you to all of you who have listened and been so enthusiastic about the various interviews. As I mentioned earlier, Conscious Evolution Radio will continue in a new form, so please check out the program's website and YouTube channel for developments. As I say goodnight, I would like to leave you with, again, the beautiful music of the very talented Andrea Fisher as she sings her song, Divine Evolution. This is Ann Gelsheimer, and you have been listening to Conscious Evolution Radio. You are here with us Watching us Lifting us up Through divine evolution Thank you.
Thank you again for tuning in to Conscious Evolution Radio. Please join Ann Gelsheimer for another great show next Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. We hope to see you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.